What's good, y'all? We are back at it again with another episode of your favorite podcast, the Wrong Sir Podcast. Um, I would say this person is like special, but like he's been on here like five times now, so right. <laughs> I'm not gonna give him this major introduction. But Jalen Boyd, um, yeah, Jalen's been on here a lot, so y'all probably know who this is. But we're gonna turn it up again. Um, this episode, this is a person I love really talking about sports with. Just because we always texting about it and having general conversations about it anyway. So I'm like, yo, let's hop on a podcast. Let's talk about this NBA draft. Let's talk about these trades that's been happening. Let's get into it. So we're going to hop straight into it. But Jalen, thank you for joining us today. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, I was just watching some summer league games. So mm-hmm. I'm ready for this okay. uh, NBA talk. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So y'all know everybody's listening. Wait, before we hop into anything, please leave a five-star review if you're listening. Um, share it with those who you think would be interested in the podcast. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in. But we got to highlight our woman in sports today. And I want to do something really different today. Usually I'm always highlighting somebody who's really big in sports, but really just wanted to show love for people who are my age, um, who are doing their things just like I am. And so today's highlight is going to be Jordan Roberson. Uh, Jordan's dope, bro. And we're supposed to connect and have a conversation soon. So Jordan, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. Uh, But upcoming senior at Temple University, um, founder of She's So Sporty, which is basically like a sports clothing line. And one of kind of like her tagline is women in women in sports social club. And so I really love that. She sent me a sticker the other day. So I got on the back of my computer. Um, so I'll add the link in the description, y'all. Tell her I sent you, but definitely go pick up the merch. Um, some amazing merch in different colorways and really resonates with women who are really passionate about sports and really trying to put their foot in the industry. So shout out to Jordan. Follow her. She's so sporty. And I'll have the link in the bio. Uh, but we're going to hop straight into it. You ready? I'm ready. Shout out to Jordan as well. Shout out to Jordan. Okay. We, man, where do we start? Okay. It's a lot to talk about. It's but- a lot. <laughs> we're gonna do nba draft first okay okay so we finished the season last episode that i've had just about like sports was um the finals talking about mm-hmm. that giving my recap so after the finals y'all we had the nba draft um let's hop into it so we're gonna do f- top five picks right and discuss them and then we're gonna move into people who i felt like should have been drafted you know a little earlier but politics yeah. be happening all of those things so first one I think the whole world knew that he was going to get chosen. Um, Kate Cunningham, Pistons, Detroit Pistons. So I'm going to let you talk first. How you feel about that? Was this expected for you? Like, what are your thoughts on his play style? Like, what's going on? Okay, so we could go into, uh, I mean, obviously, K is the best available player. I think it's hard, kind of hard to pass on a 6'8 point guard, you know, 230. Right. Um, he got a lot of comparisons to Luka. I mean, I kind of get his size at that position, but – I think he's a little more – I think Luca's way more skilled. Like I said, Luca started yeah. playing professionally at 15, 16 years old. So it's a, I see the comparison, but it's different. Cade but is overall, more explosive, though. Yeah, as in, he's a better athlete. Um, yeah. But I think he'll he, – like I said, he'll come in and play right away. He just fits every NBA system. Like mm. he's, he's Why do you feel that way? Uh, Because the simple fact he's unselfish. I think a lot of players um, in this draft or just in general, I think, focus on – I got to score. I got to score. But the ball in his hand, he dictates the pace. So, I mean, when you have a selfless guy like that who also go get you a bucket, it's always going to work in in, in everybody's favor. So, I like the Detroit picking him up. And they also added some decent pieces around him, signing Kelly Olenek, Mm -hmm. um, some other returning guys. So, it should be – 
they're not a playoff team yet, but they're, they're in the right direction to rebuild. <laughs> I like yeah, it. <laughs> I definitely think it was good for them to build. Um, when you got the first pick, you need to get the best available option, honestly, yeah. in my opinion. So I think they did a really good job. And Lauren Walsh, um, Lauren had I need Lauren on the podcast, first of all, but Lauren and I have a good relationship, and her husband is the director of scouting for the Pistons. Um, mm-hmm. so shout out to her husband uh for that. helping them correlate correlate that. Um, and just get that together. But I think he was a good pick for them. The Pistons really just, I think the Pistons in the next five years have a lot of potential and not just in terms of the basketball court. I mean, losing D Rose, all of these people they've lost in the midst of a year or two, they kind of yeah. got to rebuild, get those right pieces. Um, but off the court too, like big Sean is the director of, um, what is it? Creation over there. Like yeah. little small things that they doing. Um, I think they're trying to build a really good culture over there. So I'm really excited to see that. So yeah, that's Kate. That's our thoughts on him. Number two, Jalen Green to the Rockets. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's just a, a reoccurring thing. Everybody with the name Jalen can just hoop. And that's and including me. But uh what? <laughs> but no, like Jalen Green, I watched him last night in the summer league. They played uh, I think it was Cleveland. They was hooping. Yeah. Jalen Green is like ready, like right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even like he like he got a lot of comparisons to like a Zach Levine, Bradley Bill type of player. Mm-hmm. And that's spot on. Like he could he could score at all three levels. He's athletic, six five, six six long. He's gonna play right away in Houston. Houston needed um some like a spark ever since Harden left. It's kind of been dry. It's been so dry. It was terrible. Scary. That whole situation. I thought the whole John Wall, Boogie Cousins things was gonna do it. Yeah. It didn't do it. Um, only person who was really, really performing well was like Jay Sean Tate. And what's the other dude name? I forgot. Christian but he got injured. Yeah, yeah, he, him. Yeah. But he got injured. So it's just like they need a lot going on. Um, but like Jay Sean Tate coming around him, having that one year experience, you got Josh there, you got Jalen there. Um, they got some good pieces, but I definitely think they need some bigger guys um, yeah. in terms of like power forward center and really like a good small forward. Like they lost PJ too. like they need bigger guys. Like I think the guard talent is there. It's young. Um, but in terms of making it a well-rounded team, I think we need some bigger people over there. Yeah, and like I said, they just like Detroit. Um, a lot of these teams are rebuilding, so drafting, mm-hmm. like I said, you have to get the best available player. And Jalen Green might be the best scorer in the whole draft class, so mm-hmm. you always need that excitement, especially like I said, since Harden left. So Jalen Green, he's he's gonna play right away. He also they also got Josh Christopher from Arizona State. Yeah, young dude. They both can play, so it's gonna be exciting. They they won't win a lot of games, I don't think. But they'll it'll it'll be a lot of highlight plays with Kevin Porter Jr. too. So that's true. Kevin yep. Porter is very slept on. Okay, y'all. Yes, he. I like him. Um, I like his game a lot. He's been working out with Chris Brickley and his just development. I think Cleveland wasn't a good place for him at all. Um, so yeah. him having a place where he can just shine is better. And Jalen and Josh have a good relationship. So coming in with people who are already close, who probably going to push each other, won't take stuff personal, won't necessarily be competing for a spot, but really been trying to help each other and push each other. Um, I think the chemistry there is going to be good. And they're both Cali dudes. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of California people who is in the it league is. right now. So California really taking over. They are. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Everybody going to California too. In terms of basketball, like Amari, Bailey, left here yeah. to go to Sierra. So Little things like that. But we're going to move forward. We got three. Evan Mobley went to Cleveland. What are your thoughts? Ooh, oh, no. You sound a little iffy. In college, okay, so I think it's real different from a college system to NBA. It's obviously more spacing in the league. Yeah. And uh, the players are a lot stronger. 
Um, Mobley, I compare him. I, he's pretty similar, like to a Jaron Jackson Jr. So like that type of mobility, okay. long block shots and things like that. Um, from what I saw last night, he's he, his biggest weakness is obviously strength. I think he's like six eleven, two twenty, two. 30 25 you know what I mean? you, you got yeah you, you his you you his uh, weight is six five right you know what i mean so it's like he's not uh a pure like a post score yeah he's gonna score a lot of his buckets in transition off lob options mm-hmm. and i agree game is still developing but that's what any big dude so i like him i just think he's just real he's still a raw prospect he's like he's not really good at anything yet mm-hmm. i mean great at anything yet but he's all around I was mm, I was kind of shocked they chose him because they just signed um, Jared, Jared Allen for like Jared years. Allen. That's why I'm like, yeah. mm, okay, mm, yeah. I mean, I didn't get that one. Not saying I didn't get it, but like, yeah. I feel like they could have utilized the guard. They could have mm-hmm. got a Sharif Cooper. They could have got an Io. Like I don't know. I just that wouldn't have been the first person I chose. I don't think he was gonna go that high anyway. So I think they had him like top five. I mean. Uh, no, seven feet. I mean, it's kind of hard Cleveland to not though? pass on the seven foot. Like that was your first option. It was a lot of players who slipped in this draft, which is re- very surprising. Yeah, I don't know if they had to do like off the court issues, but a lot of people slipped. You never know what happens too, because I think what a lot of people don't take in consideration, like team interviews, are important. Um, mm-hmm. all of these things, like these guys don't know how to talk. Like, let's be real. And at yeah, a certain point, like that will put your stock down or put it up so i'm really curious too i know a lot of it has to do with politics in general but you never know kind of what happens and goes on behind the scenes so yeah uh four scotty barnes uh i think that was like the biggest surprise because a lot of people thought Jalen Suggs was going number four yeah uh-huh um scotty barnes is uh He's legit. Like, like I said, I watched the summer league just started was this past Sunday. So a lot yeah. of the games that be playing this week, I think last night he had 18, 10 and like five assists. Like he's not, he's a solid player. He's six, nine, like a seven, three wingspan. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like a crazy athlete. You know what I mean? So and he can guard multiple positions, which is a, 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 a plus. Big thing, you need people around thing. here who can guard multiple positions. Cause a lot yeah. of people in the NBA can't do it. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and him, and he always like I said, he's not. Uh, I was surprised he had 18, but like he's he's gonna hunt, hunt a lot of his shots, offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. running in transition. He still got to um develop a jump shot, which is I mean everybody improving shooting, but yeah, his biggest attributes are his length. He can run, and he can, and he gets everybody involved. So Scotty Barnes was actually a great pick. Okay, I like that. I agree. I definitely was a great pick. And then five, Jalen. To the Orlando Magic. What are your thoughts? That pick didn't make sense because they already had Cole Anthony at the point. So it's kind of like. Right. That's what I was like, huh? Like, not huh, but like. I just feel like what's up with the. What's like guards are so popular, but I feel like people really don't be utilized. Like taking the people in the front office, in my opinion, just don't value the other positions as much as they should. I think the league is shifting to a point where it's like it's not really any more traditional centers. So now you can I know. Run. So now you could go three, three guards with a uh, two forwards. You know but what I mean? Do you think it's, that's smart though? Depending on the system and with the players depending you have on who you're playing though. Right. But like that depends. Like you can play a small team, like, you know, a Rockets that would have been okay to play against. Mm-hmm. Like a Lakers right now with a region yeah. and with AD. 
come on now. Most teams can't do it, but I think analytics is taking over a lot. And so now they want a bunch of threes getting put up. They want mm-hmm. to see scores in between 120 to 130. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, at this point, when it comes to the league, it's not even really about winnings. In some cases, it's just about drawing in drawing in fans. So you could you know, yes. sell tickets. That's all that really is. That's but, crazy, um, though. Suggs can just flat out play, really. He can't think, play. He hooper. Yeah. I just think. You already have Cole. Is Markel still there? Where's Markel? Markel, he coming back. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, am I confused? Like, you got Cole Anthony, Markel, who's going to be healthy. That's just too many people. I think that's kind of, I wouldn't say it's hindering players' development. It is, though. Like, if you're a point guard all your life and you come into the league where they're taking the ball out of your hands, it's kind of hard to adjust. I mean, I think he'll be able to do it. It's just... Hard to adjust. And then on top yeah. of that, you have three skilled individuals. Cole mm-hmm. Anthony skilled. Markel, he went through his little injuries or whatever, but he's extremely skilled. We saw him have a good year despite things that happened. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you're bringing somebody in who's super ready to get in the game. Yeah, he gonna learn from the people on the bench, but like at, you learn, in my opinion, you can learn from people teaching you, yeah. but the best thing you can do at basketball is go through the reps to actually perform well. Mm-hmm. When he gonna get ticked? They traded. They just got rid of Evan Fournier. He sent him to the Knicks. Um, yeah. But maybe that'll free up some minutes. Uh, I don't see. He's. I don't think he's going to start right away. If you already have Cole Anthony, who who had a, a solid season last year, a very solid season. And then now you just draft Jalen Suggs. So maybe, like I said, maybe they'll try to do this combo guard situation. We'll see if it works or not. Like, and again, Orlando is rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so those are top five. Discuss mm-hmm. those. Then I want to move forward. We're going to talk about round two. Um, and I'm not going to talk about everybody, but I'm going to talk about people that stood out to me. Some people who I thought might have been taken earlier. Some people I was happy were taken. Mm-hmm. So 33 pick Jason Preston. Um, I was super excited about that because he just got an amazing story. And just to be at a school and have that breakout, especially against us, he was hooping on us, mm-hmm. making us look stupid. But um, <laughs> like he did very well. And so just to see his story and to see him come from like a nobody to a somebody in terms and not have any rankings and be going through all of this and then to get to a point, have a really good year and like to actually get chosen, you know, like a lot of the times when it's like one year of production, not saying that he didn't have years before, but like at a major school, you know, they like, hmm, you only got one year of film, whatever. But like dude was hooping. So I was happy for him, but that's why I brought him up. So let me know your thoughts on that, too, because he went to the i don't even know where did he go did he go to the celtics um let me look that up i swear he was drafted by the clippers but i think he might have traded his pick let me see jason preston look at that real quick yeah um yeah wait he was traded to the clippers yep yep okay Okay. uh what you think about that i think that's a good i think it's a good pickup for the clippers uh i agree because this why pg it's not working for me i don't know about you we can get into that later, but uh, <laughs> I think the I think this draft class was I think one of the best because it, it wasn't a lot of one and done. So meaning a lot of these dudes already mm, came, that's a good point can come into the league and play right away. And Preston, like I said, his story is just great. Like I said, coming from no rankings, sending making your own mixtape, sending it out to these colleges, and then you get yeah. an offer just through the internet, which is crazy. Um, I think he gonna grind. I think he gonna go get it. Like he gonna really be trying to like prove himself. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think so. 
I think him and LaMelo are kind of similar as far as uh, I agree. play style. Yeah, you know what I mean? They got the hair, light skin, you know what I mean? Not the hair. You talking about play style. You talking about appearance. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this, like the similarities mm-hmm. are there. You know, both uh, tall point guards, both unselfish. Yeah. I think uh, with him at the Clippers, he'll learn a lot from Rondo, which is a big uh, I agree. That's a huge deal. mentor to have on a bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Um, because I really don't like what they got going over there, to be honest. I'm not no Clippers fan. Um no, it's not for me. I'm rocking with it. No, not at all. I don't <laughs> even know why Kawhi left Toronto. I don't think he should have. It's kind of hard not to go back to your hometown though. And they offer I home. get it, but and you know like two years of nothing, like yeah, uh in his defense, he hasn't really been healthy. So I guess I see. I can see where you're coming from as well, though. But again, Kawhi is just something. Ever since he left San Antonio, he's been like injury prone. I don't know what it's like, what it is. Injury prone, and I just don't think he just got that. He don't got that dog in him for real. Like he's an amazing player, mm-hmm. but I don't think after these two years of just not getting where you should have with the Clippers or where everybody expected and where y'all was hyping yourself up and PG talking about he back mentally and all of this, and nothing's happening. I don't think Kawhi can ever be in a GOAT conversation. Because remember, we was comparing him to Braun a while ago and all of these things. I think that's over with and done. Not saying he's not a good player and he's not going to have good years, but that whole GOAT convo, no. It's just kind of hard because I think him and Paul George are like the exact same player. And so I think that mesh is kind of hard to – it's kind of hard to like do a trade because it has to be a trade-off. Yeah. Well, the thing it's, with um, it's not on for real. Is he was trying to prove himself this year, and Kawhi's like, you already know what you're gonna get from Kawhi. Facts. So as Paul George, honestly, just trying to prove himself, prove himself. It's kind of hard to like, you know what I mean? I just think they need another piece mm-hmm. outside of them two. I don't know what they need. They try they to bring Rondo. Um, that they don't need a guard. I I don't. I don't. Well, when we I think don't about. Know. Because they were one game, they were like two games away from the finals. They were. So if they had, I think if they had Kawhi, they beat Phoenix, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So I think they might have. They're right there. It's just something that's missing. I don't it's know missing. what it is, but I think they'll figure it out. I hope so. We'll see. I don't want them to win anyway, so I don't even know if I want them to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> but 38 pick. Shorty ain't nobody from your school getting picked in the uh, NBA draft, but you know, from high school they are. So, mm-hmm. fellow Illini, Io, got chosen 38, picked in his second round draft. So, I had people texting me like, it's politics, why Io ain't get drafted, this, da, 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 this, that. I didn't know if he was going to get drafted, though, Jalen. I was like. No, I knew. <laughs> I knew he was going to get picked. It was getting picked. a little close. I was like. Mm. I was surprised that he went that late. Um. Yeah, I was surprised he went that late. Like I said, he was the Bob Cousy Award winning best point guard. You said you weren't or you were? I was surprised. I was very surprised. I was like, what? When you look at his accolades, first team All-American, Bob Cousy Award winner, you know what I'm saying, Big Ten. Politics, bro. Big Ten, Big Ten tournament champions. So I don't – I think – but the thing is with the league, though, they penalize you for staying longer in college. You know what I mean? So he's Which is messed up to me because he might be one of the most in terms of just knowledgeable with the game of basketball, mm-hmm. with experience. He might be more well-rounded than a lot of, like, Sharif, one and done. Exactly. You know, but like... You, like I said, that's, that's just how amazing, the league is. No, yeah, for sure. But that's just how the league works. They're going to go for the 18-year-old 
instead of the 21 year old i mean the 21 year old is, is obviously going to be more advanced but the 20 the 18 year old has i guess a better upside in their opinion it's yeah. all about in most team in most scenarios teams draft off potential and not what they have do you right like now. the ideology though I if don't. you were a general manager right what would be your oh this is a great question come on give me my props okay if you were a general <laughs> manager what would be your ideology in terms of choosing somebody um because before you speak one of the biggest pieces of advice i've gotten from kendall gill i always ask him stuff just picking his brain just talking about experiences and he's always talking about how you know four years you know now is always the best thing but staying four years was the best thing for him in terms of just understanding more, like learning more, becoming a better leader, because it's just little stuff he says, in his opinion, from one and done that you just won't learn unless you've had that, you know, experience. So as a GM, Jalen's a GM of a team. What's your ideology in terms of choosing somebody, whether that be a guard or whatever it may be? Well, I think first you have to go off the players that are available, right? Right. So then... You basically then the next step is to figure out what fits your system. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I look for in a player the ability to, to play both fans of the floor. You you gotta play defense, in my opinion. No matter yeah, yeah I agree. You know what I mean? And no matter what size, you know what I mean, anything like that, but you have to play defense, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to choosing a player, like say it's a freshman versus a junior, I get the concept of why they would choose a younger player because he has maybe four to five more years left. He, well, he, he'll probably play four to five more years longer just because he's younger. Right. So, if, if but in most cases, a lot of dudes aren't ready that leave college right away. You know what I mean? That's why I just think you should just go with the older person. That's personally my opinion. Like, I'm going to no. get the person who's just well-rounded at first. Not saying that mm-hmm. there are some people who like, okay, that's a steal. Like a LeBron coming out the league, a Kobe. Right. You got to get those people. Exactly, but, like a Zion. Like yeah. those you can't really pass up on. But when it comes to situations where it's like, um, let's say, oh, I think Suggs is better than Ayo. But in general, yes. when you have those other point guards in the mix, like uh, the guy from Alabama, I don't remember, I forgot his name, but he was like the youngest player in the draft and he went first round to San Antonio. Mm. You know what I mean? Things like that. Like he only averaged like nine points. Not saying he can't play, but it's that's like ridiculous. You have other players with better resumes that go lower just because of the old. So I don't like that mm-hmm. personally. I would, depending on how my team is now, I want a dude that can come in right away and play. Not saying he can't as an 18 year old, but it's different because at 21, 22, you've been through a grown man great- body. You 10 times more stronger. Yeah. It's just Smarter. different to me. It's just, it's because I play with. I I play with dudes who come right out of high school. You could tell the IQ level is different. Mm. It's a it's a big difference. So it's now it's like you gotta. It's a bit like I said. It's a big difference. So now you like, you gotta focus on what's more important. Do you want to build with this player or do you want to win right away? So it's all. Um, I think it's all like I said based on what the team needs. Me personally, okay. I would choose the older player. So Bulls chose him. How do you like that pick? So now, mind you, we got DeRozan right now. We got Levine. Right. We got Io. We got Caruso. What, how you feeling? Uh, looking after the trade deadline, the pick didn't kind of make sense now because it's like you mm-hmm. already you went out and signed three other guards. Yeah. Um, I think, and it, they I gave think- up their first round pick. So what I will say, um, in terms of the Bulls, they got a first round pick potential for mm-hmm. second round pick money. 
So Listen. that's why they had a lot of cap space for DeRozan and all of these other people because they ain't give I they ain't giving Io that much. They didn't, have, they didn't have any first round picks. They traded it to Orlando. That's why Orlando yeah. had like four first round picks this year. Yeah. Do you um, think that was worth it though? But I get why they did that because in their yeah. mind they were trying to. So yeah. they're trying to Chicago trying to be competitive again. So I I get the whole concept of it. Um, I think it'll be a tough time. It'll be hard for Io to get on the floor. Mm. Uh, um, maybe I think he'll get out there. No, I ain't gonna say that. No, I mean, no, I ain't gonna say that. Like I said, a lot of a lot Kobe of White guys, over with. They like Kobe White, and he's they do like Kobe. And he's experienced, and so I think it's kind of hard. It's gonna be kind of hard for him to get on the floor. Um, at first, maybe, like I said, he'll probably go through the G League system, play some games there, build his confidence, and then move him back and forth. Mm. Um. So I, we'll see. I think they picked. I think they just chose him just because he's. I think a big part of him being from Chicago is why they chose That's him. That's why. And he failed so low. So I, I guess it made it all makes sense. A, it's a marketing thing too. I think a lot of people don't think about that. Like, come on, bro, y'all finna sell out. You have a line eye fans coming to your games now because they're huge fans of him. You got DeRosa mm-hmm. here. You got Levine here. Just won a gold medal. You got Caruso who brings a lot of energy. Like in terms of selling out. A lot of people gonna be back at Bulls games. Oh, I am. I told you. One of them. (laughs) I'm I'm going to see them when they play the Lakers because I got to see Bron play in person. I haven't seen him play since they since he was on the Heat. Yeah, that's a no. That's a great. Yeah, we might have to go together or something because I got to see. Let's go. Let's do the Lakers and Bulls game. We gonna go. I bet. All right, that's on you. So. I got it. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, big baller, (laughs) Julie. Anyway, okay. Next, 48. I didn't expect him to go this low. Sharif Cooper. I was like, whoa. But, I mean, okay. he is young and he is a one and done. Mm-hmm. So, now, but to the Hawks, though? He's from Atlanta. I thought he's from Georgia. That's cool. So I, but to the Hawks, though? What about, like, do you think he fits the scheme of the team? He does. Okay. Like, his play style does. I think it's very I agree. Sweet. Like playmaking wise, he's very similar to Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting obviously Trey's head and shoulders above him, but as far as his play style, getting up and down the floor, pushing the pace, I think that's that's what Atlanta. That's how Atlanta plays. So it fits. Um, again, he, he's going to have a tough time getting on the floor. He's going to start off in the he G. Ain't gonna get on the floor for real. Yeah, like they got Lou Will, they got Trey, they got um. John, you see, John Collins just got that max extension. Yeah. They paying. They throwing a lot of bread at people. Oh, woo! We gonna get into that too. Yeah. We gonna get into that too but, today. Uh, but the thing, I think, why Sharif, I, I did. So the thing with Sharif, I kind of like did a little research on it. Uh, so he was ineligible at Auburn. Yeah. For a couple of years, I think allegedly he took some. He took something. Mm-hmm. He looked took something. The uh, NCAA investigated him. I guess they found out that he came back at, towards the end of the season. Yeah. And played right so i think that was a big reason on why he failed so much i agree yeah you know what i mean so that off the court situation i think was a big reason on why he he failed so low Mm -hmm. got an adidas sponsor he taking pictures with Rolls Royces. it's like dude like where you getting his money from you know what i mean so that's like i mean his fam you got bread though so i mean we can't i feel it but it's like you play what you're saying you're getting adidas sponsors like i get (laughs) like you know what i mean so it's kind of like all right What's going on? Yeah. So I, I wonder. Also, I, I'm sure they asked him about that in the team interviews too. I wonder mm-hmm. what he said. Um, but yeah, I don't think you're gonna get a lot of playing time. However, um, style matches. 
he's very young though yeah. so he has a lot of potential for them um so i mean we'll see and they got him on a steal too like they getting people on low budget shorty yeah. low budget so saving a lot of money a lot actually <laughs> i think the team money. saves team saved a lot of money in this draft to me than they usually do in my opinion um okay last one that i got uh in the second round that i really wanted to just highlight luca garza pistons i didn't even think he was gonna get drafted for real so i was a little shocked um what do you think what are your thoughts so i watched a lot of just college basketball in general last year so Mm -hmm. luca was um i mean by his numbers he was the best player in college right yeah but game doesn't translate to the nba that's what i was gonna say i'm like um amazing college player yeah but, but but and that's and that's a lot of uh especially bigs. Mm-hmm. That's how um, I be though. Yeah, some some players are just great college dudes, like a Tyler Hansbro or Christian Leitner back in the day with Duke. You just might just be a great college player, but you don't turn mm-hmm. out to be the best pro. And right. so with his game not really translating, it was a reason why he dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I they played last night again. Well, he's on he's on Detroit summer league team, so he lost about thirty pounds. So he slimmed down. He slimmed down a lot. He been working this summer. Ain't gonna, ain't gonna do him bogus because he you know definitely I mean? like been he's put in the work. It's just, can you do this, and can you guard the pick and roll? And that's the biggest thing. Mm. Obviously, you can learn to stretch the floor. He, he's going to score in the post, but the league is now. We trying to get up and down, set all these ball screens. You're gonna have to be able to guard the pick and roll, and that's gonna be his biggest deficit is, is his lack of mobility. So, um. I wasn't surprised he fell because I said that during his college. I told I didn't think he was gonna get drafted. I was like, that, I mean, it's kind of you the player of the year. You don't get drafted. That is crazy. But I mean, uh, but I round eight. I yeah. mean, so I wasn't surprised. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a big surprise. So I mean, like I said, he was being the G League as well, working his way up. Mm-hmm. And, and he's older. He's probably one of the oldest players in the draft. So yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, Pistons. Um, we're gonna see what they do with him. Hmm. we're gonna see we're gonna Pretty see what they do hmm next you ready mm-hmm. free agency this is what i'm excited about yeah that's the best so, first thing that came out russell westbrook went back home and kuzma went to the warriors now i already know you are very happy that kuzma went to the wizards oh yeah so i'm like i was very happy i think they need to get rid of him um how do you feel about this russ ad Trevor, Andre, Dwight, Bron, they got a lot of pieces. And um, those are very ball-dominant individuals. And LeBron's always like the de facto point guard. So what are your thoughts in terms of having them pick up Russ? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be flat, I really I don't like it because when you look at the landscape of the Lakers, they're – two deficits on last year especially was lack of rim protection and lack of uh perimeter perimeter shooters right mm-hmm. so when you get rid of a kcp who was one of your best three-point shooters and Bruh, they got rid of casey i know i'm like yeah. like why would y'all get rid of him though <laughs> when you get rid of kcp you get rid of cools who could i mean he's he shoots better than russell westbrook you know what i mean but he he, he had to go he, in general he had to go Jalen. it ain't but like like I said, so they like three point shooting mm-hmm. and rim protection. So you get Dwight Howard back again, which was a good pick. Yeah, I agree. Um, you get Dwight, then you add a Kendrick Nunn, a Malik Monk, dude that can make shots. 
I think they should. Oh, okay. Speaking of Malik Monk, mm-hmm. I think they should got Buddy Hill. See, the thing with Buddy Hill was they had they they tried to put a package together, which was they was they was gonna try to send KCP Cools and Trez to get Buddy, but they ended up uh, flipping the script and going for Russ. And so my thing with Russ is, at his age, I think he's about 32, 33, so he still got oh a lot God. left in the tank. <clears throat> got a lot. He's he got a lot left in the tank, but it's like your game hasn't progressively changed throughout the years. Like he's not added facts. He doesn't do anything outside of rebound, assists, and obviously that's his game. But coming to the Lakers, you're gonna have to make open shots. And I don't know if you remember when the Lakers played Houston in the bubble. Was that when in the bubble mm-hmm. they literally let they literally they literally let Russ shoot. Like their whole game plan was stop Harden. Like everybody <laughs> Russ was airballing, like things like that. And I'm like, and he takes a lot of shots. A lot of people are always talking about triple doubles, but I'm like, bro, do you know how many shots it takes Russ to get to those triple doubles? You got to share the ball with a Bron. You got to share the ball with an AD, a Trevor Ariza. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. I think this will help his game because I think he'll he'll finally realize that I need to slow down. And so. This, you know what this reminds me, sorry to cut you off. This reminds me of a Miami Heat situation. Mm-hmm. You always talk about Chris Bosch, uh, Braun, you know, all of them. And Dwight Howard and all of them, they just talk about somebody having to take a back seat and being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmelo, they, I believe the Lakers have gotten him as a good asset and a good mindset because yep. initially when he came back, he was not okay with being a bitch player. Now he is okay with being a role player and okay with helping people any way that they can. Russ ain't never came off the bench yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he will. I don't think that he will, but some gotta like somebody gonna have to sacrifice. And I just don't know who that who that's gonna be. I just it's gonna have to be Russ. I mean, obviously, uh LeBron is getting up there in age. So he's gonna in some games, he's gonna be the third option. Then it's gonna just, and it's gonna just be Russ and AD. But I just don't think Russ fits. I would have to see it personally. I had to um, too. Like I said, they added a lot of players. Like you got Kendrick Nunn, they added Trevor Reza, Kent Bazemore, um, Dwight. A lot of people. Malik Monk. Who else? They added Wayne Ellington, who used to play for the Lakers back in like the early, not early, like the mid 2000s. Yeah. So they got a lot of players out. So I want them to re sign Dennis Schroeder. But the thing with Dennis Schroeder is he he wants a he contract. Wants he wants a contract that he's not going to get, right? Mm-hmm. And so. To branch off a little bit, I saw this. I saw this. They, they use him as an example of Isaiah Thomas, right? Had a great year, averaged 29, got to the playoffs with Boston, uh, was in the MVP talks and everything, but he turned down $100 million. He felt he was like, he felt like he was a max player. Wait, is that what Isaiah did? <laughs> Wait, I didn't. <laughs> what? He turned down $100 million. He turned down the money. He turned Why down did the I not know that? Yeah, he turned down an extension. Okay, he tweaked because he had one good year. He felt, yeah, he turned down an extension. He felt he was a max player. Uh, he can't next even, year, he gonna he get a vet Exactly, and not a thing. And this, this is the same issue with Dennis Schroeder. The, the Lakers offered him eighty-five million in the middle of the season. He turned it down. Tweaking, I would have took it too quick, bro. You know what I mean? So unless you a Bron, unless you a Trey Young, unless yeah. you a Jimmy Buck. 
you better not be walking around here demanding nothing, okay? And the thing with these NBA teams is, is, is they don't go off resume. They go off what have you done for me now, right? Especially with yeah. players like Dennis Schroeder. He averaged 19 a year ago with OKC. You come back, you come to the Lakers, you average 15, which is typical. You got Brian AD, so your numbers are going to drop. But then you go to the playoffs, you don't perform, right? Mm. So now your stock is low. And no team's going to offer you $100 million. So now he's in a situation where he wants to leave, but nobody else wants to give him the money he's going to have. So if I was Dennis Schroeder, I would just sign with, sign back with the Lakers for two years, um, maybe 30, 40 million. But that second year, have a that second year have a player option like he did this year and test the waters in free agency again. But you're not getting 100 million anywhere. So he needs to get that up. <laughs> give it up. And the thing is, I, I love Dennis Schroeder though. He's, he's a like great fit for the Lakers. But it's like, you're demanding too much. You're asking way too much. Yeah. Oh, man. Betting on I, yourself is either it could be really good or really bad. And he's in a really bad situation. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, move on. Mm-hmm. To the heat. We got Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker. Okay, first of all, before we even talk about the trade, you see how they finna retire Kyle Lowry jersey? I saw that. Jalen, what? I get he got you a ring, but that is so disrespectful. It's you got disrespectful. Chris Bosch, you got Vince Carter, Demar. Even though he, are y'all serious? And those are dudes that got drafted by Toronto. Like Kyle Lowry came over there in a trade For or free agency or something like that. I'm like Jalen. They I mean, can't be serious. Yeah, no, it's very disrespectful. Vince Carter should definitely be the first number to get retired. Like, are y'all crazy? Like when you think of Vince, when you think of the Toronto Raptors, you think, you of, think Vince of Vince Carter. You don't think you know of no dang on Kyle Lowry. I get it. Uh, I, I think it's it's, a little, it's it's recency bias though. You, they won their first championship. We're gonna give you your number. Not to say that he w- didn't perform. But this is well my thing to, though. Yeah. How you gonna give him a championship before you give? I mean, a ring. I mean, the Raptor before you give Kawhi one. That's who really won it for y'all. That's what? True. Like, come on, no, he didn't win y'all y'all first ring. No. No, and. If we like I said, you gotta you gotta put throw Vince up there first though. Like, Automatically, I don't, I don't like how could Kyle yeah, Lowry be like the first no person in y'all mind who came? Like, are y'all serious? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't agree with it, but we're gonna move forward. I just had to say that because they've lost yeah. their mind for real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what dude yeah, could be walking around here with a big head? Like, yeah, I saw it on nothing. social media. I was like, what before Vince? That's the first thing before Vince. I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. But he went to the heat, PJ Tucker went to the heat. I want to talk about PJ first because he got that ring and was like, didn't leave. Okay. Right. So how you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how it is in this, in the, in the league. It's like people get their ring. You don't ring, think he gonna... should have stayed though? Uh, the Bucks? Not, the, not the money that the, the, the Bucks didn't have the money that, they, that Miami gave him. I think he got like two years, 15 that's million. True. So he yeah. liked traveling though. I'm convinced he liked being a nomad. Like he just like, no, because like when you look at PJ Tucker's story, though, it, it took him six, seven years to get back, get to the league. He was overseas, bouncing yeah, around from different country to country. So now he's implemented himself in the league as a player that you need. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, another team is going to offer me more money. Mm-hmm. So why not take it? And then, like I said, you want your ring already? That's all people need. All people you need. You're all good. Play. After you win your ring, you just want your money. Exactly. You just That's want your you contracts. Mm-hmm. So I'd be good too. So I, I wasn't surprised when he left. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, two years, 15 million. The Bucks weren't going to offer him that. So he had yeah, no yeah. choice. Uh, they also signed Marquise Morris from the Lakers, one of the twins. Yeah. Yeah, help. 
Uh, Jimmy got an extension. Jimmy got the best. Jimmy got an he extension. He didn't even do a dang old thing against the Bucks in his playoffs. No, he, he had a max team. extension, and he played terrible in the playoffs. I'm not saying he don't deserve it, but mm-hmm. you didn't do nothing for them. They had no leader. The Bucks swept them, and y'all just gave this man a max extension. I'm like, what? they had no choice. I mean, you don't, you don't though. So <laughs> it's no just choice. like okay, but like, but I think how Larry will help a lot with that. I don't think they're like a threat in the East, but he'll help a lot as far as he'll lift the load. Yeah, they had Jimmy Butler in a weird situation where they wanted him to facilitate and be like the primary ball handler. Mm-hmm. That's not really Jimmy's game. He's more of an off-the-ball slasher type of player. I agree. So with Kyle Lowry with the ball in his hands, they had to give Jimmy a way more opportunities to score, which is his natural. And Duncan Robinson got that back, Shorty. I think gave Duncan Robinson five years or four years, 90 million or something like that. Um, like something like that. Highest paid undrafted player of all time. <laughs> Started at a, at a division three school, then went to Michigan. That's crazy. Bag. I'm like, okay. Um, well I think it I think it was deserved though. I definitely think it was deserved on his part. Um, like you said, I think Kyle Lowry will help lighten the load. You know, mm-hmm. Jimmy performed so well at the Bulls simply because of Derrick Rose. And not saying simply, but he had the opportunities to develop, show yeah. his talent as a defensive player against Braun, because that was our rivalry. And then moving forward, really just utilizes himself as like a good player. Um, uh, I think this will help them though. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a decent pickup for them. So I'm not a big Kyle Lowry fan, but I think it'll definitely help them. It'll, yeah, for sure. It'll help. Mm-hmm. So next, we got um, – we really already talked about the Bulls for real. No, actually, let's talk about it because we got to talk okay. about how they fit into the scheme. We got Lonzo, DeRozan, and Caruso. What's your take? Um, So Lonzo – so I think the potential – I don't know who's on the rest of the lineup, but I know that Lonzo – Durant, not DeRozan and Lavina definitely start together. Mm-hmm. They have no choice. Do really. you like that? Yeah, because um, okay. I think Zach Zach gonna be a shooter, bro. I think he's starting to realize that. Um, I think the USA kind of showed him that you need other teams to win. You need other players around you to win. So by them going out to get DeRozan, Lonzo, Caruso, yeah, they're kind of. They're kind of showing they're moving in the right direction, right? They're moving in the right direction, and when you have a superstar like that, you need to show them that it's worth staying here. Y'all right. can't give up. Zach Levine is not a person you want to lose. He's Especially still young. Now. Right. now the upside, come on now, like he he's just he's starting to get in his peak, like he's in his prime, but he's mm-hmm. really been hooping for real. So that's not a player you want to lose. So I definitely agree with you. Like I mean, I ain't no big Lonzo fan either, but I mean, hey. Lonzo's gotten better though. I mean, like, um, when you look at his first couple of years to now, mm-hmm. he averaged, I think, around 13 to 14 points per game with, with the Pelicans. His three-point percentage has gotten better. He changed his form. He's shooting way better. He did. So I, I'm surprised they gave him all that money though, 85 million. They gave which him is, a lot of money. I was surprised by the number. I would have came to Chicago too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised by the number, but Lonzo's he's starting to tap into like what he can actually be. Mm-hmm. I think that that combination does work because Lonzo can play off the ball. Uh, DeRozan plays off the ball. I don't know about Zach. hasn't played off the ball in a while. In a while. It, it'll be an adjustment, but I think it'll take the load off of him as well. I agree. I think it might be a little more fun too, though, to play off the ball like that for yeah. Levine. Mm-hmm. Cause and you, you ain't, about it. you know, you don't get as tired. 
That's what I'm saying. And when I played, when I when I went to go see their game against the Suns, they looked like high schoolers, Jalen. Really? It was yes, that bad. It was bad. I was like, what is going on here? This bad for real. Like mm-hmm. Levine was carrying him. I mean, the defense was terrible. Felicio, whatever his name was. It was just bad. I was like, y'all need this is terrible. Like, y'all need players. Nobody's gonna buy the seat. Like, nobody's gonna pay to see this. Okay, I got a question for you. What? So do you think with those three, do they make the playoffs next season? Or close to the playoffs? A lot of people are very optimistic and say that they will. Um I you gotta consider. Don't, don't mean to cut you off, but you gotta consider they do have the, the playing style still. So mm-hmm. they'll have the the seven play the AFC, nine play the TFC. So if they're in a situation like that, then anything can happen. I think they could. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie to you because I think all pieces are super adjustable people. Like with mm-hmm. a Russell Westbrook and a LeBron and an AD, you don't know how things are gonna go. But, like, with this type of combination, you got Lonzo, you got DeRose. Those are people who you know can adjust well to different teams and different styles in a way. You know, like, they complement yeah. each other. It's not going to be too, too much drama. Um, and Caruso's going to come off the bench. He's going to get you some points. He's going to get you amazing energy. Um, Ios for security. Kobe White can get you a couple points, too. I think they have a chance. Yeah. I think they have a chance, and I I commend first of all because the Bulls management is usually terrible. But with the new people that have cheap. came in, they're cheap and a new decision. <laughs> How you gonna be cheap though when Michael Jordan used to play? Like y'all are too big of a city to be cheap. That gets on my nerves. Like how you Chicago and you cheap? But this is a good thing though because Demar prior to going to San Antonio was an All Star, so you get in that type of player to come to Chicago is gonna make. Possibly make one other free agent to get get to um, back to the city. So mm-hmm. hopefully they may, they they make some noise this year and they get some free agents next year. It should be it should be a good thing. We'll see though. I think it should be good. I think they're in a rebuilding stage. I'm actually excited to go to a Bulls game because y'all know since 2015 I wouldn't pay because they just been terrible. Yeah. But um, we definitely got to catch the Lakers one though. Definitely. Definitely. And then let's move on to contracts to finish it off. So. Um, we're going to talk about some couple of contracts, but my first, well, not my first question, but I'm talking about this to discuss how much money is being put out to these players. And mm-hmm. also, should they be paid this much? And what are my thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on that? Um, just to name a few. We got Julius Randle, four-year, $117 million extension. John Collins, five-year, $125 million. Curry, four-year, $215 million, million extension, well-deserved. D-Rose, three-year, Forty-three million, well deserved. CP three, one hundred twenty million, four year. He ain't had no else to go, so he might as well take that. Trey, <laughs> Trey Young, um, one hundred twenty mil, five years, well deserved. Jimmy Butler, four year, one hundred eighty-four max extension. They ain't had no choice either. The one that really kills me is Shea Alexander with five years and one hundred seventy-two. We're gonna start with him. What? 172 Jalen a max no okay see is deserved is but 172 well you you gotta look at his numbers though right and just, mm-hmm. and just I think it was it was something last night where they mentioned he's like the only player to average I think a certain amount and shoot mm-hmm. he's like almost if like a the numbers bro. 90 guy that's yeah. what that's what get contracts now. Like just speaking with Joshua and like seeing things behind closed doors, you have to keep a tally of how your client has been performing if you're agent. Compare yeah. it up to other people who have been in those positions. 
like little things like that who has contributed to this team before and who has averaged this and if they have it it's really all about numbers yeah so i think when like i said he's almost like a 50 i think 50 almost 50 percent from the field 40 from three Mm -hmm. it's not a lot of players in the league doing that Mm -hmm. especially at his age he's still young he's very young so i think that was a good extension to lock him down but now you got to bring other pieces around him and how you gonna bring him though 172 Y'all not a huge market. Right. Um, They got a lot of picks, though, for, like, the next up, upcoming draft. They, they got a lot of first-rounders. Um, So that's so they bet on him pretty much for the, for the next did. five years. You think this bet worth it? For OKC, yeah. Yeah, it, it's worth it. He said for, he's got to say for OKC. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if you go to, like, a – it's not really a lot of players that does what he does, especially at his height. And mm-hmm. the point card position is, is starting to – it isn't. It's starting to change. It and so is. A guy like six, like a, like the league is is centered around these bigger point guards, and he's one of the best ones. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like you gotta either somebody's gonna pay him, either somebody else is gonna pay him, or you are gonna have to pay him. So they was in a situation where they had to pay him, mm-hmm. um, and he's proven it. Mm-hmm. He's still young, but he's still he's he. You could tell the, the direction he's going that he's going to be a good player. His team just isn't. Like other players aren't just good around him yet. Mm-hmm. But time though, like it takes times. Like Russ left, Kevin Durant left. They so can't keep nobody, bro. You still in that slump, so it's gonna take some time. But I think he was worth the, the money they paid him. Okay, okay. Um, who else do I want to talk about? I want to talk about two more people specifically? Julius Randle, four years, one hundred seventeen million extension. <laughs> you giving me Kendall vibes? Don't let Kendall tell it. Julius Randle, he's most improved. Um, with the stats on the paper and the attention that he brought to the Knicks in terms of bringing them back into the market, bringing them back into the light, all of those things, the money that he made them this year is -hmm. deserved. Right. In terms of how you choked in the playoffs and D-Rose had to carry y'all and how really you a decent player, but you're not no superstar. And it's only because you begin a lot of time from Tib. That's my thing. Okay. So I just think Randall isn't a number one option no not at all no he's not a number one option so which is why they grabbed like a Kemba and an Evan Fournier mm-hmm. so guys that could like fill that role you still got Rose and things like that and you still got D-Rose yeah right so I think he was just in a bad position last year because it was his first time making the playoffs first time as the number one option on a playoff team so mm-hmm. obviously he still tried to play like it was a regular season and teams adjust way too quick that quick for that yeah so he just had a uh, he had a tough time in the playoffs. I mean, I get it. I ain't gonna but, hate on him though. The value yeah. that he has brought to the Knicks in one year, oh, get your money, yeah. definitely yeah. get your money. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on that because I know a lot of people like him deserve it. He do like you know, it just depends. But what the, what what people gotta realize is though, it's you gotta look at. Like I said, it's all about recency. Mm-hmm. What have you done for me now? He got you out to the playoffs. He won most improved. Right. He might have been an all-star. If I'm he might think he was he might have been an all-star. Wasn't he? I think he was. Might have been like I said, all-star. Like that's 117 million dollars. Now, if they would have gave him a little more, like almost a super max, then no. Yeah, they doing it. But this is but this is the minimum <laughs> extension they could have gave him. He obviously he probably could have got some more money somewhere else, but nobody wanted to do that. So this made sense for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, and happy for him though. I mean, they ain't getting a bag, so I ain't gonna be mad because I want 117 too. But we had John Collins five year 125. 
that's a lot of money, but I think it was deserved. What was it, 125, you said? 125, five years. So what is that? I think he has a lot of potential. Like, I like the aggressiveness in him. I like the dog in him. I think he's just a – he reminds me of a – who's, like, not a huge player, but, like – He's solid. Um, he He's does, just a solid player. Like, I just he think he's solid. everything that you need him to do. And then he's developing an outside shot, which is key. And it's, like, recency. What you say? They went really far. Him and Trey went really far with them. So, it's like, dang. We ain't, what are we going to do? And a lot of and people they, would have picked him up. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and, and if the Hawks would have left him, like, losing, they wouldn't be the same team. No, not at all. And you know who that would have been a good pickup for? The Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers, that would have been a great pickup if the Hawks didn't. And I think he would be a good pickup for the Bulls, too. In my a opinion. lot of people, he was, like, he was one of the biggest, like, free agents this year. Yeah. So I think that the Hawks had to pull – they had to pull the string and like, hey, we got to pay this dude or we're going to lose our team. Like I said, their team without Collins. And then you got Trey and him have so much good chemistry. Yeah. Him, it's kind of hard to rebuild that. You know what I mean? I agree. So, he got his money. They added some play. Like I said, the Hawks always, they've drafted pretty good in the mm-hmm. past years. So I expect them to make the playoffs again. I don't think they'll go as far though because – a lot of these teams is coming be back. Lakers, Warriors, yeah, no, they're not getting. This I have a lot of these teams that should be healthy, so they're still going to be competitive and good. But mm-hmm. as far as, like, like the Easter Conference Finals, I don't think that'll happen again. Okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now we're gonna finish it up. Um, ask a really controversial topic, and then we're gonna um, let it go. So, okay. question: Should they be paid this much? Should NBA players be paid this much? Um, there are a lot of ways you can look at it. I have my various opinions, but I'm gonna let you go first and okay. then let me know your thoughts. Cause I mean teams were throwing money, bro. Money. And not saying oh. it wasn't deserved, but that's a lot of money to be yes, a lot. basketball. So what are your thoughts? So I think the overall landscape of things is that the entertainment business is probably the biggest, mm-hmm. you know, um biggest business around so right yeah so when you look at these 32 teams and look how much they're worth they're worth billions of dollars right this is true so so when you look when you break down the numbers they obviously they, they probably could be getting paid more that's mm-hmm. why they have a salary cap because they don't want to overly spend money on these players but in reality these teams have 40 50 billion dollars oh and some of these teams imagine are having that much money though, that's just a low market that's team. wow you have, you have teams like the lakers who's probably up near the hundreds you know, yeah things like that right and so when you get into the conversation of, of do they deserve this money mm-hmm. I, some of them are underpaid right you could you could say that okay but when you compare it to like a a lawyer doctor i think when you kind of look at it i think these so there's never going to be another lebron right or another there's it's, it's very few lebrons kobe's michael jordan's right mm-hmm then we look at the landscape of a regular field, it's always going to be doctors, teachers. That's messed up. But it's reality. But <laughs> it's at the same up. time, there's no Le- there's no healthy LeBron without a doctor. That's true. I get what you're saying, but when you look at it from a entertainment standpoint... Oh, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. We're only going to see a one LeBron, Kobe, Mike, Durant. So we're going to throw money at them because people want to see them. Okay, I understand 
doctorate programs. People graduate and become doctors, teachers. Mm-hmm. And my dad, sisters, they're teachers. So I respect teachers and things like that. It's just they're not a a rare. It's not it's not rare to become a teacher. Okay. It's only it's only two hundred and fifty players mm-hmm. in the league. That's a good point. That is the best point that I've heard yet. Yeah, I will because say you like, have the best point. Oh, uh, I, I know a little something. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay, I a little something. <laughs> I, you... So I want to I want to hear what you got to say about it. Okay. So I'm not sitting right here and act like they shouldn't be paid money because that's the reason I want to get into marketing. Imagine mm-hmm. me getting one percent of two hundred fifteen million. Exactly. I'm good. Okay. So I'm not sitting right here saying that they shouldn't be getting paid their bread because I definitely want a piece of it when I start marketing athletes. I'm just be 100. For sure. But this, okay. So I got different perspectives from different sides. These players bring in an immense and enormous amount of money. We have talked about this with college players. We have talked about it with Kendall talking about how they made a billion off the tournament, 33 million off the tournament from them in college. And these boys eat noodles in their dorm. That's ridiculous. Yes, no question they should be paid a lot of money because a lot of the people in the front office and the execs and these teams are making billions off of our black bodies. And most importantly, a lot of people in these positions are not our colors and don't even rock with us for real and be making money off of our backs and our labor. I totally agree. Stephen Curry, 215, four years. I believe he deserved every penny of it. Definitely. He has Mm -hmm. propelled their organization made them a contender all of those things there is no golden state warriors beating so-and-so without him and clay no question i totally agree this is my thing though it's not that i am upset that they're being paid as much it just shows the 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 screwed up mindset that our society has and also how i believe our values are placed in the wrong way there is no reason that we should have teachers striking in Chicago and kids not being able to get their education. And these are essential people. There are no execs to run these offices and these teams without a teacher. A lot of these people pride on their degrees, their masters, their bachelors, their doctor, all of these things. So the things we flex the most in society, right? Our degrees, oh, I got a master's, or oh, I'm a doctor, or oh, I'm this, I'm that. The things that we so-called value the most, the things that if we aren't good at a sport, having a degree and knowing the right people is probably the only way that you're going to be successful, right? How do we put those things as of much standard and we have to get in debt to get all of these degrees and all of these things like that, but we say that it's value to get in certain positions, but we don't value it enough to provide money to those who help us get there. That's my issue. And know that it's not a... NBA team's problem because they can't they can't pay the teachers of course not that's the government's problem but it don't make sense how we spending over a hundred billion on the military who barely even going into fights and y'all just be doing anything but we can't invest back into healthcare. but we can prioritize COVID which is why it's so bad but we can't give back to teachers who it's just not making sense like that's my thing it just shows that our values as a society are in the wrong place But these athletes definitely bring in more than enough money and they deserve every penny of it. But in comparison to just the essentials of like the world we live in, there's no, Mm -hmm. it's not that I am not saying the athletes don't deserve it. I am saying if essential people can't get paid this much, nobody should be getting paid this much. That's kind of my point. Also, sports is a grind culture. You got places 
um, that like we intern at all of these places, like marketing companies, all of these things that do get like marketing for Nike and all of these things. You got people coming out with college degrees, right? Jalen mm-hmm. making 37,000, making 40,000. That don't make sense. It's people behind the scenes working for the Milwaukee Bucks, bro, who probably not making over 45. And they played the key part into why people are getting there and ticket sales and played the key part into marketing and their social media presence. What people don't understand is a team is not just the players. It's the entire organization. There is no as much hype as they would have without their social media presence. There is no this without that. Like it's all in one, like one oil machine that keeps it going. There's no reason why people should be breaking their backs, getting less salary than they invested into college like people get paid less than they pay for college tuition to work in sports like sports is this whole hustle bustle culture gotta get to the top and grind 30 hours a day and get little pay to get here all of that money these teams be making i'm sorry but y'all need to give that back to the people who really keep the machine oiled like there is no business without those people there's no social media without those people who are good at it you get what i'm saying like they deserve it but come on a lot better yeah a lot better like y'all need to reinvest our money into some stuff that i think is just a little more smarter a little more sensible because there's no reason why people who aren't on the court shouldn't be making a good amount of money when they just work for a championship team every single person within the bucks organization if they aren't doing it needs a huge raise because y'all got the money exactly you got the money now so those are like my points. It's not necessarily they don't deserve it and they don't bring it in, but it's just like, are we serious? Like as a society, are we serious? No, I get it. You because you're looking at it from both uh, mm-hmm. perspectives. Yeah, so it all makes sense for sure. So yeah, that's really my. That was a good point. That was a good question. Come on, question. I do this. I do this. Good question. <laughs> um, but okay. Also, Jalen had a huge opportunity that just came up. So it's supposed to come out soon. Talk about this opportunity, um, and when it comes out, where can people find it? So, um, as most people know, I transferred from Lois College. So, one of the students I I was uh, worked with the at the LCTV program with, which is like the Lois College television thing. I worked with. She ended up actually um, sending me a text through Snapchat, like, "Oh, I have this opportunity for you to um, one of my close friends that she knows." is um, interning at this place in Chicago called, I think it's Spirit Media, something along the line, like Spirit Media, something like that. And mm-hmm. just, and, they, and she's a you know, upcoming reporter and she wanted to do a thing on sports and mental health. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she reached out to me, uh, we exchanged contact numbers. And so we did the, we did we finished the interview. Well, I think it was last Friday. Um, and so it should be coming out this week um mm-hmm. she's she's supposed to send me some uh you know once it's all edited and finished and then it, it, it'd be put out online so okay it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah yes so y'all should tune in um i think Jalen is a great person to discuss um mental health and just being an athlete 
um, transferring as hard as an athlete, all of those things. You guys have heard his story. If you have not, go tune into previous episodes where we have talked about him. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorites is the episode called Coach Put Me In with Jalen Boyd. So that was the first one we did together. Um, but super excited, super proud of you. And I am going to link it in the bio. So everybody who's listening, who wants to understand his mindset, um, who wants to just hear from an athlete and just talk about the importance of mental health and mental fitness, we go tune in. Um, and I'll definitely put the link in the bio, but I appreciate you. Of course. I'm always um, happy to talk basketball and uh, anything in life. So I appreciate anytime you have me on here. <laughs> I know you, you love my podcast. Come on. A lot of people love your podcast. You know, uh, so. Oh, man. <laughs> Bye for they be like, oh, they talk. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you. Leave a five star review if you haven't. Um, comment below. Let me know if you're enjoying it. Uh, let us know your thoughts on how everybody's thinking about what we've said, basically, in terms of contract, free agency, etc. But without further ado, we're going to catch y'all on the next episode. We out. Oh, 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 oh,